Welcome to MCSO Behind the Badge, an inside look at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office in Rochester, New York, under the leadership of Sheriff Todd Baxter. We're going to talk about what drives us, our leadership culture, our police work, and share some stories of the great deputies and civilian staff that work with us. We're going to talk with interesting guests, and we're going to invite you to engage in the conversation or just sit back, relax, and listen in. Now let's get in pursuit of today's show. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> Episode number 84 Behind the Badge podcast with the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. My name is Todd Baxter, the sheriff of Monroe County, a population of about 750,000 people in the area of Rochester, New York, if you're not from here. And I got my co-host with me, Tiz. How are you? Hey, I'm glad to be here, sir. Especially today, we got some great, great guests on today, and it should be phenomenal. I'm excited because I know one oh, of the guests man. is... Kelly, uh, <laughs> Kelly's excited about everything in life. Right, right. right. You start talking about the uh, law enforcement torture on the Special Olympics and... <laughs> So that's what we're here to talk about today, Special Olympics, how we support, in particular, the Law Enforcement Torch Run coming up, doing a little plug for that, but we're talking off the air about some other opportunities for us to support this great community. It's awesome. So our two guests, Michael Favada, Deputy, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Deputy Monroe County Sheriff's Office, tell a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been here for uh, 14 years. I'm currently signed to the Monroe County Heroin Task Force and uh, probably been one of the best uh, positions I've had in my career here so but um, one thing I love doing is uh, Special Olympics I think we're caught up on 10 years mm-hmm. of work with you guys and that's awesome yeah so it's uh that's it do you want to take a stab and introducing Kelly or you want me to I'll let you well, go. Uh, how about you introduce yourself Kelly Kelly so um, welcome to the show great to have you here thanks and, Sheriff yeah. and thanks Tiz Oh, now, no problem. Like it is? Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I feel like involved in like yeah, part of the team we've here. We've known each other for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Kelly Lagozio. I'm with Special Olympics New York. I've been with the organization six years, and my primary role is um, community advocacy and fundraising for That's the good. organization here in the greater Rochester area. So how big is the organization? So Special Olympics New York um, serves a population of about right now, we want to say, Pre-pandemic, 51,000 athletes. Post-pandemic, like in the pandemic, we're at 31,000. And then the same goes for Special Olympics, Greater Rochester area. Pre-pandemic, we had over 4,000 athletes. Right now, getting back and getting them back off the sidelines and onto the field, we're about 800. Really? So we're slowly returning to play safely, um, but that's why the law enforcement torch run right now is so crucial and critical, and the community advocacy is to engage our athletes with intellectual differences um, to get back into the into the society into right. their communities um and being part of an inclusive community so and so when i've been doing the uh, run for years mm-hmm. and we'll talk more about when and where and all that good stuff and how to raise funds but the athletes are part of the run it's so much fun right yeah. especially when you end up at the uh you know the starting point's always fun but the end point and they're there and they're cheering and they're running you know the the, yeah. the, the last few blocks with you sometimes and just a it's it's just a wonderful cool happy energetic thing that occurs and interestingly um the sign-ups for the athletes this year that want to be involved in the torch run is like it's overwhelming like yeah. it's just overwhelming positive to the fact that because i believe that these last few years they've been isolated and so now that they're out and there we can engage and be back on the field now they're like, kelly can I, I want to be at the torch run. Can I come? Where do I meet? Where right. do I go? So That's we're going to have a really great turnout with our athletes and their families this year. So I'm really looking forward to it. So Deputy Favada, tell us a little bit about this, this relationship, law enforcement, 
Special Olympics? Why? Why? I mean, someone never listened to the show but don't know about it. Why? Why is there <clears> such <throat> this connectivity between the two? Uh, we're the Guardians of the Flame. That's what we call it. We said that uh, started actually in Brockport is where this originated from, and um, so since then, law enforcement plays a huge role in Special Olympics from coaching to handing out medals we attend the summer games winter games we have the games actually summer games coming up in Ithaca uh, we're going to have the sheriff's office will have a presence there uh, it's over what how many athletes will we have there close oh, to well probably close to like 1500 yeah 1500 athletes from all New York is going to be it's there an army division the best of the best. right <laughs> yeah it is the best of the best we're fortunate because uh, we uh, we coach the special Olympics basketball team and we talk about uh, last year, we were the only team that actually practiced because of what the sheriff's office did by allowing us to use the MSA uh, basketball court. That's Without awesome. that, yeah. our athletes would not have been able to uh, to practice at all, and we uh, were able to pull that off, so that was huge. Good. But law enforcement, again, plays a big role. I mean, Chief Mears was uh, instrumental in setting up our new route last right. year. We're using the same route this year. Uh, state police, RPD, Greece, Arondequoit, they're all involved this year. It's uh, beautiful. With motorcades, it's absolutely beautiful. Cars, so... Mm -hmm. We're going to have a good turnout this year. We're excited for next Friday. Yeah. Kelly, I wanted to ask you real quickly about how do you deal with everybody's feeling the bite of, like, economically-wise, you know, uh, gas, food. How do you deal with the, the, the prospect of the challenge of raising funds for certain mm -hmm. events? I think we're all in the same boat. I think any nonprofit right now um, is in that situation where you're trying to, I don't want to say chase the dollar, but really engage and educate the community on where their dollars can be invested in. And uh, I will say that uh, I feel as if Special Olympics is t reaching more. I think the more we do, the more we team up with law enforcement and we do law and order such as at Tully's or Applebee's right. and the torch run law enforcement in New York state contributes to over 2.1 million dollars in their fundraising efforts through polar plunges <laughs> through tor the torch $2 runs we can't wow. this is a partnership of of instrumental like you can't put the, the value is just the price I, I can't even express to, in words believe it or not right. of how valuable our partnership is and God how much bless. we appreciate law enforcement because as mike said the, you know you are the guardians of the flame of hope our athletes they are your fans and just to even take a step back to answer that question but to show mike taking an extra step to be a coach and a mentor to these men on the on the court, and Mike knows. I mean, it's a lot of work. Oh yeah. But and it's an investment, and he has just stepped up, and he is a leader with our law enforcement torch run committee, and we couldn't do it without him. And I, you know, yeah. I'll give you this now. All right. Well, it's recorded. <laughs> he's really a great. He is really a great contributor and does so much for the guys, and we appreciate it. And I I, I appreciate what you do. No. So. Um, but going back to that question, yeah, it, the impact is great for us because um, with COVID and vaccinations, right. and right. it was really important to get them back. Our athletes, it takes more. We need, we still need people. We still need masks because as the numbers increase, as Mike knows, then there's less able. We're less able to bring less athletes to training. Right? right, because it's less because they have to space out. We need more facilities. We need more coaches. We need more education, and our athletes need. We need more transportation because we have to spread out and we have to divide. You know, divide and conquer. So the impact 
um, financially on us is great right now. And oh, is, is to say we don't charge our athletes, their families, or their caregivers to participate. That's a great so thing. what I think the beauty of Special Olympics New York is we want to be made, like we want to be the pillar, the one everyone thinks of, but we are grassroots. So every dollar, that $25 for that Torch Run t-shirt is invested back into Jacob so that he can get a uniform, right. he can have transportation, he can have food, and he can train and compete. Right. And, and, and knowing the non-for-profit uh, world, we all know that you rely a lot on volunteerism. Oh. You know what I mean? So it's got to be huge. And, and you got to get out there and pound the pavement for that. Yeah. So. And coaches. I mean, coaches are a lifeline to Special Olympics. And our volunteers are the key to success. And that's, that is crucial for us to continue to move forward. Because out of 31,000 across New York State, there's 50 sta uh, Special Olympics staff. Right. So where where is the investment? The investments in the coaches and right. the families and the education and the training. So you look at this, uh, the relationship again with law enforcement and Special Olympics. I go back, mm. you know, predating us, I think we should say, uh, you know, with the, the Gerbinos of the world and oh. the pre-washes of the world and the, and the Favadas of the world. These are just wonderful human. People don't understand. Yeah. And you're laughing because they're characters. Yeah. Right? They're absolute characters. But, they're gifts. But they're so in. It's amazing. They're 100% mm -hmm. they're in mm -hmm. to take care of these athletes one way or another. And we've been, you know, I've been recruited to do some silly things, for, including Mike Favada is, is another recruiter to do, to, on, on behalf of the athletes. Let's what, If we can do anything to raise money for the, we've been on top of Dunkin' Donuts, you know, Ooh. we've been uh, ambushing people at the Dunkin' Donuts driving. We jump in this freaking freezing lake. We, you know, but you kept that torch yeah, so above, high because yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, can't, it a, can't go out, oh, and you no. did a great job with yeah, that. I still feel the pain of jumping <laughs> in that icy water. The funny story is, that was like the first week Taj was here. A lady standing with she just moved in was from Haiti, right? She's going to school here. And she never saw below sixty degree weather in her life. And one of the first events we took her to was the, oh the polar plunge this year. And she was scratching her head like, wow. Where did I where did I come to? And what am I doing here? Wow. What, what she, she couldn't comprehend, like, why are you jumping in that lake right now? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I, I was too that to talk up that polar plunge and the leadership and the way the Monroe County Sheriff's Office has really again talking about going forward taking that extra going that extra mile uh being the top fundraising law enforcement uh, team love my trophy. um that trophy that traveling trophy has not left monroe no, county sheriff's office my, you come down to my office i told rpd i mean you know it's time to time to take the challenge but they just you know the sheriff's office is the lead and so again it's setting the example in the community that you're the guardians of the flame of hope but guess what you're actually walking the talk you know yeah. you're you're actually raising the money being the advocates right. being the guardians um instrumental and volunteers like and mike volunteers. and all these extra hours are putting in it's incredible oh yeah. yeah mike i just wanted to ask you about you know your role as being uh, within the uh heroin task force now we all know that that's just not something that's just like a city problem but it's something that's touching everybody and it goes beyond that and how do you deal with that that situation of you seeing numbers either go down or come up and we're early on within this year, and I believe that the numbers, you know, I don't know if I'm quoting it correctly, but around two to three hundred so far this year, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do you how do you guys deal with that? You know, the fact of trying to find ways to control it. It's uh, it's extremely difficult. And one thing that we have since the day um, Sheriff Baxter said, "Hey, we need to create this this task force that one saves lives, educates the community, and uh, holds drug dealers accountable." It's very fluid. We right. never put anything in writing to say it has to be X, Y, Z, and there was a reason for that. It's because we, if we stuck to this one, you know, the, these orders, we'd never be able to move with what is going on in the environment. So 
you know, new drugs come in, new ways of approaching people to get them into outreach. There's, there's always something new that we can come up with. And it's just being able to creativity is what really keeps you sane, is being able to, to think about, okay, well, we got the outside of the box now, and this is what we just got. Right. How do we tackle this? And, um, and again, we work with everybody throughout the community. It doesn't matter. Your grassroots, your hospitals, you know, we include everybody's ideas, everybody's thoughts, whatever it is that we feel and they feel would work. We do, and I said, really, that's the only thing that keeps us, you know, going every day is, you know, knowing that we have people behind us. You know, we're just a very, very small piece of this puzzle. You know, and um, it is, it's a, it's a privilege, but again, like I said, it gets, uh, it does get frustrating because you hate to see those numbers. Yeah, it, it's swimming up a river, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and it is. Uh, the current gets stronger and stronger some days, and, and COVID, you know, we, we had a downward trend. We plateaued, and, and for the first time in years, had a downward right. trend in these numbers. And then COVID and all our supporting agencies, that just shows you how important, you know, like nonprofits are in our world, right? That, sure. you know, those those help agencies that no one could touch. Just like Special Olympics, right? You know, mm -hmm. you couldn't get the kids and the, and the athletes through the door for, for COVID reasons. Uh, and, and that's real unfortunate. But what I do know is, is that we're saving lives. And, and the first mission of the Heron Task Force was let's save some lives. How are you going to do that? I don't know. I really don't know if I knew I'd be a billionaire, right. but we're going to go at it and we're going to create and we're going to develop. Uh, and I was just, the last meeting and the reason I was late for this podcast, we're, we're developing another funding stream right now for another Mike Favada in the world, uh, both on the heroin side, uh, the overdose side, but also on the violence side. So we go to a house and we take a kid out of the house for a criminal possession or weapon second charge. That means you're carrying an illegal handgun. When we, that guy goes downtown, uh, to the Monroe County Jail possibly, that house has a void in it. There's, right. a, there's a big vacuum created in that house, and, and we want to go back there with a with a position like yours that you're doing in the overdose world, with in the violence world. You know, it's been a proven model. This has been a proven model that we're going to take in the violence world now to say, how do we help stabilize the house after an overdose? Now, how do we help stabilize the house after a violent event or someone that's been arrested for violence comes out of the house? Because the house is the most important part. Oh, of, the equation. of course. We can talk about schools. We can talk about law enforcement. What we can do in the jails. The house is the most important part of a community. And we often forget about that. So, Mike, we're, we're creating another one of you as we speak right now. <laughs> it's like they will be weird science. <laughs> so going back to Special Olympics, <laughs> I love it. She's laughing at you, you which know, is easy. Which is it easy. is easy. It's I easy like, I like it by laugh. But, no, Special Olympics, again, it's been fantastic. You know, we have deputies throughout uh, the Monroe County Sheriff's Office from you know, Deputy Hanlon, mm -hmm. um, you know, Andrew Laughlin. Mm -hmm. He's been mm -hmm. helped out. Yeah. And we have William. And I mean. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, that same. Yeah, well, she got married. She's the name of Hamlet. Oh, Tim. Oh, that's. Or a star. I'm sorry, oh, star. Sorry. If we could have two of her, we'd like. <laughs> okay, we'd like okay. to get two of her. But um, you think about what? Yeah, Kadisha's been great, no, and um, you know, uh, William McLean from the yes. from the jail bureau. He's yeah. been uh, the last two years killed it with her our t-shirt sales. He's taken the lead on that. So. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, we have oh, yeah, deputies just just and he's sent an email. Hey, what can I do to help? Good. And so we're like, all right, here it is. Good. So, Make sure uh, he knows let, how we can help him. Yeah. Get those sales up. Shirts to sell. Yeah. Well, let's get that on our social media. You know, mm -hmm. So it's been it's been uh, it's been great. Last year's was the biggest run too. Yeah. So I think we're going to be able close to, to two hundred torch runners we had last year, and it was hot. It was really hot. And last I hear year. there's a hill. I didn't do last year's. I hear there's a hill in the middle. I heard a lot of chatter <laughs> about a hill. So we'll find out this we year. Say for mm -hmm. what it is. It's I mean, all downhill was, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, we're running north. It. Yeah, running so north. It's right. So it's yeah. We're recruiting, so it's all downhill. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, Sale Trevino is just the gem of yeah. everything Special Olympics. Really, he's the glue, right? right? Mm -hmm. You know, in terms of and and, and pre. Uh, but I was saying this story earlier. At the end of the run, pre says to Sale, Sale, how many miles was that torch run? 
And he goes, I don't know, how many was it? And he's all, he's all like flushed. And he says, uh, Brett clocked it over four miles. And Sal goes, really? Huh? Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Next year. We'll just make it shorter. Like it just walked away. Yeah, just, just walking. Just he walked didn't away. care. He, he didn't mean, care. You know, but, well. Heat but strokes this, are falling <laughs> out. People are freaking <laughs> CPR. Was, going on. And Sal is just so awesome. Yeah. But then this oh, he's year. He's on to the next project. Oh, what are we going to do next? Project. Yeah. He's so great. Dry yourself out. Let's go do something else. I just oh my God. You know, he's just such a professional. He's so great. Um, Bless his wife. He is, I know Debbie <laughs> is. Debbie is. She's a rock star and helps us out with mm-hmm. everything. But this year, Mike decided, well, let's shorten it so there we can do a shorter distance. So you don't have to, if you don't want to do the four, you can do a 2.8. So we got the four and we got the pre-wash distance. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, so we did two starting points, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah that's good. And I think the great this route that they've created, I think, is so wonderful because we're actually running through the Spencerport Central School District. Right. The students come out, they're yeah. cheering, they hand out water. And it just I think it's a feel good, right? Yeah, I absolutely. mean it's just high fiving and, and having that like, yeah, okay, the, this and, is good. This and the is kids good. are all learning something there about yeah. maybe giving back and who are the special Olympians and you know, it's it, let alone it's good for us as law enforcement to see them kids to see us participating in a different way in our community. Exactly. And you touch on something really the education about Special Olympics because mm-hmm. there is this misconception, I believe, that it's the Special Olympics. It's one time a year when it's year round. Right. It's there's thirty competitions this year in, in the greater Rochester area alone. There's and these athletes not only compete, but they train. They do alternative events, like they hike. We have a hiking program right. where they go to Wegmans and get the, the trail maps, and we take them to different par- um, trails throughout the Monroe County parks. And it's oh, wow. it's inclusive. That's great. All are welcome. Wow. And we encourage our athletes. They you know they do five hikes. They get hiking. You know they get a water bottle. If they do ten hikes, they get a backpack. Oh, like great. so, we encourage our athletes. And what does it do? It's it, it fosters inclusion. It fosters education. It, they're out in nature, they're walking, they're being healthy, and they're socializing. Right. So it's just the, the, the perfect recipe. Um, but going back to and with the schools and the in, in educating, I hope in this podcast the one piece that gets out is that Special Olympics is more than just a competition, that we have a unified program in the schools where it pairs Chilled kids it's without a, oh, it's a beautiful. It is absolutely have you incredible. Seen, have oh, you yeah, been to a basketball game yet? No, I haven't been to a basketball game. Oh, oh my gosh, this unified it, yeah. it's the future. It is it is who we are as as working with schools That's and so teaming awesome. up and yeah. it pairs yeah. it teams up kids without intellectual differences and kids that have it and they play basketball and they do sports. Right. And I am telling you, if you you've probably met Primetime Five Eight Five, right? Yeah, yeah. So we were, we Ms. met Ms. and Karen, they have been it. she's been highlighting yeah. Unified and it's just Oh it's you I can't imagine you two in a room up. by the way. You oh, and Karen in a room I together. Oh my her. goodness. Great work that she does. Oh yeah incredible work. Great like, you got work. the your two personalities will take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the Unified program is just phenomenal and and I really do hope that Families that are listening, if they haven't heard of Unified and they have a kid in mm. school, that they go to their child and say, say what's Unified? Yeah. Do you know what Unified is? If you're not part of a sport, how do you, can you get involved with Unified? Right. Um, and what does it do? It I got chills. I got chills just you know, thinking about this. Anti-bullying. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the anti-bullying is uh-huh. it, it, the impact it has in It's hard schools. to bully someone oh, you got right. a relationship with, right? You and develop friends you, that they never thought they'd have friends with. It's intentional about creating those relationships. Mm-hmm. Right? I will um, I will tag you in a couple um, Unified. And what's great about it is some of our athletes are, are part of 
Special Olympics are part of Unified, and they are Karen has then decided has now engaged them to help with the post event yeah. post game interviews. So our She's athletes, because yeah. we have an athlete, we started an athlete leadership council. Sorry, I'm going on on this, oh, but go for it. we started it. an athlete leadership council um, throughout New York State, and in, we have in Rochester, Greater Rochester area, we have eight athletes. Um, they meet once a month, and we meet at the Galasano Training Center at Nazareth, and they learn how to become a leader and what it means to be a leader. And I think as we get as we, it's a two-year commitment, they're going on uh, August of a year two. I think it would be great to have you come yeah, and meet absolutely. them um, because it's in like I, it's tis you can come too. Hey, you know me, I'm always open. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's a great opportunity, and we're 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 teaching our athletes. Um, to be advocates in their communities. Good. But they unified? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. No, it's a perfect recipe. Awesome. That, like, who thought of that? And why it wasn't a thought about Especially. earlier, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. just a wonder. It's a great idea. Yeah. One thing I would ask you, too, is about, and I was going to bring that up about the basketball competition. That mm-hmm. was that was huge. And uh, I read on the story, so I, I wanted to print it up and talk to you about it. But you also, you included free health screenings. Oh, yeah. And uh, athletes had dental, hearing, fitness. This is crazy. I mean, it, yeah. it's a lot. And you yeah. involve more that would encompass on a regular basis. Right. Well, you know, our athletes, health is, you know, training, competing, but health is our number one concern. And we're not physicians, obviously, but we provide the resources to keep them maintaining their health. So when they have a competition, for example, like a super regional competition at basketball at Galasano when you were there, we have disciplines, healthy hearing, they get their feet checked, they get their vision checked, they get strong minds. And for example, um, and when you take it to the next level at a state game level, um, they can have, athletes can have their vision checked. And if they need glasses, there will be glasses either on the spot made for them oh, wow. or they walk, they'll get a mail to them. And we have an athlete, Corey Peels, you know, yeah. Carolee, her mom, yep. you know, Corey. And, and yeah. Carolee actually is the leader of our Athlete Leadership Council. And Corey had her vision checked a couple years back uh, at the, at the uh, Winter Games. We, Mateo, you were at that. And um, she, you know, her mom's hands-on. Well, Corey needed new glasses, and she had no clue. Wow. Nope. That's something. And guess what? Corey walked out with a new pair of glasses. There you go. Um, if they need their feet checked. And again, if they have, if when they're checked, and we partner with the universities and the colleges, so the students use that as their hands-on training through See. Nazareth and Fisher and, and St. John Fisher and, and whatnot. So. And that's what's great about this. Like we, like we talked, like the sheriff was talking about the, the partnerships, like Mike has said as well. You know, you're working with the sheriff's department, and that's how you get these different avenues of, of things getting done. And that's a great instance of it. You know, mm-hmm. this guy, get this person getting glasses yeah. is, is phenomenal. On the yeah. spot. On the spot. Right. On the spot. Creating the environment for these things to happen. Right? I, I wish I had. You some. can have the vision, but you got to right. create the environments to make <laughs> them happen. That's go. not easy. <laughs> the vision like that. Yeah. Well, that was called a pun. That's kind of fun. We uh, we want to celebrate this. So the next big event is the run. Yeah. Uh, when, where, how can people come out and right. see it? And then we'll talk about how can people help with it. <laughs> well, we uh, it's gonna be next Friday the third. Uh, we're gonna assemble at ten thirty at Ogden PD. Is gonna be our uh, the first starting point for the four mile run, and then um, uh, we hope to get uh, started by eleven o'clock. It's going to run down Union Street, down to 31, into the school district, out onto Lyle Ave, back on Union Street, through the village, and uh, into uh, Pinewood Park is where we're going to That's where it's ended up at Pinewood yep. again. Yep. And so anywhere uh, in the village, 
down Union Street, you'll be able to see it going across yep. the bridge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Perfect spot to watch it. Spot. Want to come out and cheer space. on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, so again, 1030 is assemble time. We have a uh, uh, jail transport is going to have our two vans down there bringing <laughs> runners back and forth to make sure, you know, everybody can park their car at the end. We right. ship everybody down. Sheriff's office plays a huge, huge role in, in really logistics for this and making yep. all this work. Um, so thank you for mm-hmm. allowing us thank to do you. that. And um, but uh, yeah, really, that's it. I mean, it's um, and DJ's Pizza is going to be right. Uh, we everything. have pizza. Yes, yep. we're working on that. Yeah, so, we have pizza. Yep. So speaking line. of that part, now how can people support? They can't come out to see the run. They can't buy a T-shirt. Are there other ways people can support Special Olympics? Yes, they can go to our website. They can go online um, at Special Olympics, uh, SpecialOlympicsNY.org. Um, we can put that up. We can send that out. Yeah, we'll put, we'll post it on our social media. Social so. media. Um, but there's ways you can donate that way. But if people want to buy a Torch Run shirt, they can. Um, it's on our um, it's on our website, okay. and it's twenty five dollars um, a shirt. That's awesome. And it goes right to the athletes. Goes right directly back into the athletes invested right. right back in them. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. One thing we did touch base offline. You know, we're talking about we're talking about. You know, this is behind the badge. You know, learning a little bit more about each other. And so other people know that there's there's a human side behind what we're wearing or what we're doing here, and you know what Kelly you you get you expounded <laughs> on your daughter about the things she's doing and how she's you know being being a young kid and yeah. uh, just hard. tell us about family life yeah and you know um, you know our family and I, my husband's the only thing he asks has ever asked of me is can we sit together. For dinner as a family that is the only thing that he has asked of us as a, as a couple so we try very hard to maintain that it's hard during sports season but i think you know your children are you know they're your you know they're you right. i don't want to i'm not really happy about that with my daughter because she's a she's a firecracker but um you know she fall. really is right. a firecracker <laughs> she is but you know um you know, with sports and, and friendships and all that, like, it's just, it's just a weird, it's hard being a parent. I'm going to be oh, honest. Yeah, no, it's, it's real. I was saying this to Tiz. It's hard. It's a lot of worry. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a 24-7. Lot of it's oh, nonstop. Yeah. That's it, a job itself. It yeah. is. Oh, believe me. So believe it or not, it's been a half hour. So we're going to wrap up this program behind the badge, the podcast. Uh, we end up with a thing called the no Miranda zone. You're probably familiar with Miranda warnings. You got the right to remain yes. silent. This is no Miranda on the sheriff. You have to answer the question. So we'll start really, really simple. And Favada, you're not going away with it just because you're a deputy <laughs> either. So if uh, you had a bucket list, what, what's the one thing you're just dying to do you haven't had a chance to do? What, what's go somewhere, do something? Jump out of an airplane. Yeah, I want to. I oh, I've already jumped. I've already skydived. Oh yeah, good. I did that Not outside of around. Chicago, and it was beautiful. Um, I think travel. Yeah, travel is Any one place thing. Particular? I, I love to go to the. I, I'm not even going to say it right. The Mal, Maldives, Maldives. It's beyond me. It's beyond my it's price apparently range. Apparently beyond all of us. But it's, <laughs> it's beyond my price middle range. Of nowhere. And I'm saying it wrong, but it's I, I want to travel. It's not Monroe <laughs> County. It's not Monroe County. No, but it's definitely um, having the opportunity to travel. Travel, yeah. It's a beautiful world we're living it in. It is. But travel also in New York State. There's beautiful wonders in New York State. Right. The Adirondack Mountains. Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. And you Finger forget, lights. like, you want to go to the ocean, but no. Yeah. There's our, New York State has so much. Just go to Niagara Falls you, and actually appreciate it. For yes. I mean, just actually, right. besides yes. drive by and do the tourist thing. Yes. Because right? yes. you're bringing relatives from out of town. Plain or peanut? M&M's. Which one's it going to oh, be? Oh, plain all the all way. Oh, plain? 
I don't know if I like you anymore. Aww. <laughs> I like the pretzel. Do you? And if you're going to sit home and binge watch TV program, what would be the, the program? Oh, Ozark. Oh, I'm really? I'm a diehard oh. Ozark. Oh. And I have to tell you, I just turned 50 in January. Uh. That's what I'm watching now. Law and, Ar- Law and Order SUV. With that, folks, we're going to wrap up this episode. <laughs> yeah. with it. Great to have you. Best of Thanks, luck on the Sheriff. torch run. We'll see you out there. Thanks, Mike. Awesome. Thank you, guys. You God guys bless. do great work. Everybody be safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of MCSO Behind the Badge. In between episodes, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monroe Sheriff NY. Until next week, be safe.